There's a drop of water on the wall, and the drop's about to fall, and it falls into a trickle, and the trickle's flowing down, down, down to the ground, and the moss begins to grow. Watch, 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 watch the water flow, and watch the current become a stream. Busting through the seams, cracking through the concrete, bending down the steel, and raging, but it's real. A tearing torrent you can feel, feel the thunder growing, thunder underground, and in my heart, the chains falling apart. The wildness in my soul, and for once in life, for once in life, I know I'm not alone. For the mountains make our bones, with the oceans in our blood, our feet planted, planted firmly in the mud. We are alive. The burning embers in our eyes, a tingling touch upon our skin, and in the heat of passion, we begin to understand that we are of this land. That we are part of Earth, and when it's threatened, we will fight for all we're worth. We watch the dam, the dam come crashing down, water rushing to the sea, and now the river, now the river, now the river, now is free. Are you ready for the end of the world? This is your community spirit. The show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. 
wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. This is your community spirit coming at you from your community radio, 91.1 FM, community radio for Southern Illinois. Now, that song was probably my favorite Dana Lyons song. It's by Dana Lyons. It's called Drop of Water. Um, I sometimes just sing that to myself just because I love the song and the all the environmental imagery and sense of liberation and all of that that it has wrapped up in it. So, Dana Lyons, Drop of Water. As you may have noticed, if you are a regular listener, I am not Orbeck. Uh, he is off teaching uh, uh, solar energy classes again. That's that wild, wacky guy always running off teaching people how to do solar energy. So that's going on. He'll be back with us again someday. But in the meantime, we've got plenty of uh, news and happenings and all that good stuff to keep us busy. start with some holidays. Today is the 148th day of the year. There are 217 days left in the year. Wow, we're getting closer and closer to that halfway mark. Let's see, holidays. Today is Hug Your Cat Day. Uh, some cats don't take well to that sort of behavior, but uh, if, if your cat lets you hug it, then hug your cat. Uh, let's see, anniversary of Amnesty International, a very important day. So let's see, coming up tomorrow, we have uh, International Jazz Day and the UN International Day of United Nations Peacekeepers. It's also the birthday of uh, President John Fitzgerald Kennedy, the birthday of Patrick Henry, and the admission day of Wisconsin and the ratification day of Rhode Island. So we, we let those two states hang out with us on this day long ago. So, coming up Sunday, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, Sunday we have uh, the traditional Memorial Day. Um, we have uh, the first American daily newspaper published and the anniversary of the Lincoln Memorial. Coming up on Monday is when we currently observe Memorial Day. It's uh, when we have prayers for peace on Memorial Day. It's also... What You Think Upon Grows Day, and World No Tobacco Day, and a mixed blessing here, the anniversary of copyright law. In the poetry realm, Monday is the birthday of Walt Whitman. Monday, May 31st. Let's see, coming up on Tuesday, the 1st of June, National Go Barefoot Day. For some people, that's an everyday kind of thing, but it's a special time to do it if you don't usually. It's also Say Something Nice Day next Tuesday, but you can practice that early if you want. Uh, Marilyn Monroe's birthday, June 1st. 
anniversary of CNN and the Heimlich Maneuver. <laughs> so if you choke on something while you're watching CNN uh, on Tuesday, you'll be celebrating a lot of holidays. <laughs> it's the admission day of Kentucky and Tennessee and Independence Day in Samoa. All right, coming up Wednesday, uh, National Leave the Office Early Day. And it's also uh, the birthday of Marquis de Sade. Gonna have an exciting observance of that birthday. All right, coming up on Thursday, let's see, the anniversary of the fir first woman rabbi in the U.S. And let's see, oh, and some birthdays too, Jefferson Davis, uh, Colleen Dewhurst, the actress, and Allen Ginsberg, the poet. So a big week for poetry coming up. And all sorts of other holidays. Now let's share some happenings. Now we'll mention this one first. It's a mix of happening and news, but since it's happening in the very near future, I wanted to get to this first. It's the Sustainable Transportation Tour, and it's the homecoming of uh, Rich Whitney, who has been off on the Sustainable Transportation Tour. Uh, it's coming to the Carbondale Town Square Pavilion, and it's happening at noon today. There will be speeches, music, and refreshments. If you haven't heard about this, uh, Green Party candidate for governor, Rich Whitney, is finishing his nine-day tour of the state of Illinois that has allowed him to promote his Green Capital Bill, uh, having done it in a way that illustrates its possibilities. Now, this is pretty exciting. We talk about bicycles on here sometimes and about, uh, you know, rail travel, public transportation, and its, its impact on ecological issues. So, Whitney traveled 654 miles throughout Illinois using mass transportation and a bicycle. The event, dubbed the Sustainable Transportation Tour, included stops in 19 major cities as well as numerous villages and towns. So this is pretty exciting stuff. Um, he's highlighting the importance of uh, uh, renewable modes of transportation. Uh, and he, he's going to be talking also about the whole uh, oil spill and how this relates to how we can think about environmental issues and transportation. So... Once again, that is uh, today at noon at the Town Square Pavilion. Speeches, music, refreshments. Sounds like a good time. I'm actually, uh, once I get done with the radio show and uploading it to the podcast and such, I'm going to head over there see what that's all about. Some other happenings. Now, some of you have probably been worried that, oh, it's intercession. What, what if rice and spice goes away during the intercession? But no, rice and spice is alive and well. And uh, rice and spice, if you don't know, it's an international slow food dinner. Happens every Friday, starting at about 6 p.m. at the Guy House Interfaith Center, 
located at 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. This week they are cooking French foods with Melissa Menou. Uh, all are welcome to come. All are welcome to bring their own ingredients and to enjoy the cooking and the eating with them at Rice and Spice. Also, are you interested in being a chef? Uh, they only have main chefs until June, so you can feel free to email Orbeck, who's usually here, but you can email him at uh, info at yourcommunityspirit.org, and you, you, could, you could be one of the main chefs for Rice and Spice, could have your dinner announced here on the radio. Very exciting times. They always have such fun dinners over there at Guy House Interfaith Center. So once again, Rice and Spice, uh, tonight at 6 p.m., 913 South Illinois in Carbondale. And once again, it's that time of year, the time of year for the farmer's market. Exciting times. I actually uh, was just here Thursday and saw a DJ here at WDBX with a bunch of greens and veggies and such, because uh, the, the veggies are out there, they're, they're, they're sprouting up, they're blooming, they're growing. It's exciting times for the farmer's market. So the farmer's market is uh, at the West Town Mall parking lot. That's on the west side of town, just past the Murdale Shopping Center in Carbondale. It's uh, Saturdays from 8 a.m. to noon, including next Saturday. Now, if you want the the freshest, juiciest, ripest, it's good to get there at <clears throat> 8 a.m. or possibly 7.59 a.m., but they've got stuff going on all the way through noon because that's how much stuff there is to, to eat. then our next happening uh, let's see the vigil for peace happening on Saturdays at noon at the town square pavilion that's been going on for a long time there since before the start of the Iraq war and they're going to be keeping vigil out there until peace is won so Saturday at noon at the town square pavilion Our next one is Habitat for Humanity. Now, I, I feel 
very blessed to have a roof over my head. I've somehow managed to keep that over my head for the time being. And people are very fortunate to have places to live, but not everyone is so fortunate. And people working on that, you can work with Habitat for Humanity and help build places for people to live. It's a very exciting and rewarding uh, type of uh, community service to do. And it's good, you know, good experience building a house. So Habitat for Humanity will be working again this Saturday, uh, May 29th. They will start at 8 a.m. and work until noon. They ask you to wear clothes that you don't mind getting dirty and wear shoes appropriate for a construction site. Remember, it's not go barefoot day until Tuesday, so you don't want to go barefoot at a construction site. Don't want to lose those toes. (laughs) So appropriate shoes, appropriate clothes. They're continuing to put up drywall, fascia, and soffits. If you're not familiar with what those are, you can show up and find out and offer to lend them a hand. Their work site is located at 406 East Burke Street in Carbondale. Once again, 8 a.m. to noon, 406 East Burke Street in Carbondale. And if you do know what drywall, fascia, and soffit are, then you're especially invited, because that means you've probably got some experience in the area. Now we have time for one more great, big, exciting happening. Now, unfortunately, I'm not going to be making it to this one myself personally for a variety of reasons, but uh, this is an exciting happening that Paul just talked about on Light on the Law. It's the 20th Annual Heartwood Council. It's coming up starting today at the Camp Andesank in Ozark, Illinois. The Heartwood Forest Council is the largest annual gathering of citizens from across eastern Midwestern, and Southern United States who care about the health and well-being of our nation's forests. This forest council is held each year in a beautiful forest setting in a different Hartwood forest state over the Memorial Day weekend. Now, we're very fortunate uh, in Southern Illinois this time for the 20th anniversary that they're actually going to be here in Southern Illinois. The forest council program offers information about threats to our region and to human and community health but it also focuses on the lasting solutions and proven action steps that will move us as a community toward a shared vision of a healthy, just, sustainable society. Now, you can get the details at their website, heartwood.org slash forest council. Uh, it's a, exciting times out there. In addition to all of the informational and educational and activist-oriented parts, there's also going to be fun community stuff along the lines of music, and really good vegetarian food and other food, and there's going to be um, uh, there's going to be speakers. There's going to be trips out to the wilderness, workshops. It sounds like you know a big party out in the woods. And I've I've been to a Hartwood Council event before a long time ago, and it was a really good time. So uh, once again, Hartwood.org/slash/forest-council. We'll have all sorts of information there about what's going on, both the the fun stuff the exciting stuff, and the stuff that's exciting in terms of protecting the forest as well. Heartwood.org slash forest council. 
Now, especially since I'm not able to make it out there, I'm hoping at least one of our listeners will hear this and go out there, and they can feel free to send a report back when they get home. At uh, My email address is treesong at treesong.org, or you can contact uh, the show address at info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Now let's see if we have a little time to discuss the news. Some spooky music from Reanimator there for our news segment. Uh, some of the news, a lot of it centers around the BP spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Now, if you haven't heard, uh, I'm sort of curious where you've been lately, but if you haven't heard, it's a giant oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico. All sorts of stuff going on about, you know, the current fix, whether or not that's going to be any good, and, you know, the stuff they've done along the way. Couple sites on that. The uh, the EPA has a official response to the BP spill in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, their website is epa.gov/bpspill. All sorts of interesting things there about the um, the chemicals they're using to try to uh, disperse the oil. Um, the solutions they're trying to try to keep it to plug it up and keep it plugged up. Um, it, it's good that the EPA has. Responded to that at least in some form. There's still debates about the nature of that response, but that's uh, epa.gov/bpspill. And I'd like to read a little bit here from the 350.org response to the BP spill. If you're not familiar with 350.org, they're a organization that we've mentioned here a few times on the show. They they deal with climate change and they're trying to get the parts per million of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Back below 350. So some breaking news on that is that efforts to stop the flow of oil are making progress, but revised estimates indicate that it's the biggest oil spill in U.S. history. There's been some debate about that, but now the numbers are getting more and more clear. At 350.org slash drilling dash ban, they have a petition. Uh, you can probably guess by the, the address there the nature of the petition. <laughs> Uh, so they also have some interesting numbers about their group, including, but not limited to, uh, this oil spill. Uh, some interesting history of the 350 movement in, in numbers. Uh, 98 seconds was the length of their first wordless video explaining about the whole 350 uh, numerical bit. There's a lot of evidence indicating that in order to avoid catastrophic climate consequences. We've got to get that number back below 350. Um, so the 
There were over 5,000, 5,281 events in 81, in 181 countries, excuse me, in last year's International Day of Climate Action. And there's been all sorts of news articles. Uh, they've got 25,712 photos in their Flickr account. That's a pretty crowded Flickr account. Um, 11 countries have officially, no, excuse me, that's a different number, 112 countries have officially endorsed the 350 parts per million uh, limit during the Copenhagen talks. And let's see, pick out a couple other important ones here. 131 campuses have already signed up for the Great Power Race, a clean energy competition for students in India, China, and the U.S. So, uh, let's see, one of the most important numbers, though, is one, and that is the number of people that it takes to jumpstart a movement in your community. Now, that's a message we always try to have here on Your Community Spirit, and they're bringing it home in terms of climate as well. So all it takes is one person to get excited and animate about these issues, and they can make quite a difference. All right, other news... Moratoria Euphoria. Obama halts new offshore leases and stumps for the climate bill. Uh, Obama ordered a further six-month moratorium on new permits for new deep-water oil and gas wells, suspended planned exploration in the Chukchi and Beaufort Seas off the coast of Alaska, canceled a planned August lease sale in the western Gulf, Gulf of Mexico, and canceled a proposed lease sale off the coast of Virginia. Environmentalists who had opposed the Alaska and Virginia projects hailed the decision. Uh, Obama also said further moves will be made to strengthen oversight of the drilling industry and enhance safety as a commission he is appointing opens its six-month inquiry. So uh, he's actually looking into that now and shutting down some of those, uh, shutting down some of those drilling permits. So that's pretty pretty exciting news. People were asking him to do that. He's starting to do that. Now we're almost out of time here. I do want to quickly mention one more story. Because <clears throat> it is on somewhat of a positive note. Uh, Valley Forged. Obama preaches green tech gospel to Gal California choir. Uh, so Silicon Valley in the Internet age has not made for great presidential photo ops. A lot of their computer chip factories were offshore decades ago, and it's just not as exciting to have uh, visits to the Google headquarters with T-shirted geeks writing code. Uh, it's not quite as fun as seeing people off making futuristic machines. But now that's starting to change. Um, Obama has actually gone out to Silicon Valley to uh, to investigate and promote uh, solar panels, electric cars, fuel cells, and various other energy-efficient widgets and gadgets. Now, there's still some mystery as to whether or not we're actually going to get uh, green jobs programs or other things, uh, but it's nice seeing Obama out there with his photo next to a solar panel talking about the issue and, you know, raising awareness, possibly even taking action. So once again, this has been an exciting, uh, hopefully informative, your community spirit.
Um, I'll be back again. Excuse me, I'll be back again next week. <coughs> and we'll see you here next week on the radio with more news and happenings and good times. <laughs>